It's not like you defeat it and then it's gone forever. It's like you find out the way to defeat most of it and then you find out the way to cope with it in your life. Hi, I'm Sean and this is Boss Fight, a podcast about the real life challenges we face and how we overcome them. I believe that video games hold a deeper connection to who we are as people than we realize. One aspect of games that's always interested in me is the boss fight. You pick up all these skills as you work your way through the levels and it all culminates in this big challenge. Life is similar in a lot of ways. We come up against these challenges every day and then once in a while, we're up against something that really tests us. Today's guest, Hayden Lee, faces an encounter that many of us are familiar with, anxiety. And anyone who's dealt with anxiety before knows that it can often feel like a losing battle. But through repetition, recognition, and personal mastery, Hayden has managed to keep that boss at bay even though it's never really defeated. All right, uh, Hayden, thanks for joining me on Boss Fight. No worries, man. Really, really good to be here. All right. I like to start off by uh, getting to know people a little bit. And this is fun because I, you know, I know you on a professional level, but not really very personally. So it's true. the first thing I like to start out with is a little bit called create a character. And this is just kind of like a fun way of uh, trying to get to know you a little bit. So think about this in terms of like you, like you're the real you. If you had to give yourself a character class, what would it be? Hmm. Uh, character classes are uh, difficult because the way I think about it is you've got like wizards and mages and, and things like that. And then you've got the warriors and stuff. And I think there's there's one, and it depends because it's it's also different kind of there's different character types in magic than there is to other things, and so it's so many options. Um, but as I understand it, a warlock not only sounds cool, right? But uh, that's not the reason I'm picking a warlock. But it doesn't. Warlocks don't necessarily cast spells, as I as I understand it. I'm not. I mean, I think warlock a D and D. I'm more a magic guy, but. They rather do invocations rather than casting spells. And I think why I resonate with that is that if you have the ability to cast spells, it means you, you kind of have innate ability. You're almost born with it, you know? Uh, wizards are born wizards and they can always cast spells. Maybe they have to learn, but they can always have the power to cast spells. But when you're doing like invocations, you have to like... Uh, well, in magic, we'd say tap the mana, you know, we, we, or tap the land to get the mana. You'd have to get the power from elsewhere in order to then use it to invoke a spell, you know? That's how I see myself, because it's like, uh, like I'm a no one, really. Uh, when you think of the, the great scheme of things, you know, I'm not born in LA and to, you know, the son of a wine merchant. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm incredibly working class. I'm from middle England. There's nothing good about me as a human, where I'm from or anything, right? However, I've had a very good upbringing and a lot of experiences. And from those, I can then cast spells and work my magic, etc. That's what I think. Damn, you crushed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's also, yeah. I, if I can bring it into my own, uh, sorry, man, I talk a lot. If I can bring it into my own <laughs> uh, kind of uh, game playing uh, thing as well. If I were, uh, like in Magic, Magic is my game. Uh, I love Magic the Gathering, right? So there's this one, what's it called? Oh no, I don't know the English name of it. So we play Magic with Portuguese cards. I live in Brazil. <laughs> and in Portuguese, it's called um, Tojo Toro Pororoso. 
And uh, that means uh, the almighty uh, Tojo, which is his name. And what it is, is it's this little tiny thing. Like, again, humble beginnings, it's nothing, right? But if you tap some land, you know, if you tap some land, it can grow. It, it's like plus four, plus four. And that's, that's in it, you know, but it needs that land to tap in order to become powerful. Anyway, <laughs> I love an analogy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent analogy too. Yeah. Exactly what I was going for. Oh, good. And yeah. <laughs> <glad>. and, <laughs> and yeah, it, like you said, like there's so many, there's so many different like rules and like variety, like don't get too caught up in the warlock as I know it, you know, doesn't, doesn't, cast magic it's like right maybe maybe that's the the magic rule but maybe that's not you know somewhere else yeah. it's, it's fine it's whatever lens you're looking at it through you know totally makes <laughs> sense yeah yeah love it all right all right so warlock so um what would your uh, what would your special ability be Ooh. oh that is a good question Ooh. okay my special ability see i'd love to i'd i'd love to say i'd be one of those characters that can aid in other in other characters um you know benefit but i don't think that's me unfortunately um which is kind of sad uh, <laughs> really but um but no i'm happy with that uh i think it would be something to do with uh i'm figuring this out on the spot here uh you may have to help me with this actually so i think it would be something to do with remaining Using an era of kind of era, an air of calmness, in order to come to solutions, or in order to—I mean, what would the analogy of that be? Uh, in order to defeat the foe, and it would be using calmness. So, uh, I mean, in magic, there's um, there's a—it's not a—it's uh, not a creature or or anything. It's it's a spell, and it's the again, it's in Portuguese. I don't know the English for it, but it's something to do. It's something like the everlasting dream or something like that. And it's a, it's a creature sorcery and you, uh, you do it onto a creature or an enchantment rather you enchant a creature on the other person's team and it makes that creature sleep. So therefore you've neutralized that creature by using a calming effect on it, you know? So yeah. that I'd be the, the creature enchantment, um, of, uh, the, I can't remember what it's called in English, but that type of thing, that would be the special move. That'd be my enchantment card. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I can't believe good, we actually yeah. came up with something then. <laughs> I thought there was nothing when I was halfway through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You pulled it around. All right. Yeah, um, I guess on the flip side of that, then like, what do you think your, uh, your weakness would be? Oh man. Uh, okay. See, this is, this is really interesting questions because it makes you think about your own weaknesses in a way to put it in the analogy, which means you have to really drill down on what specifically your, your main weakness is in order to create the analogy. Super good question, man. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm sometimes over analytical, which I think doesn't help me in a, in a hell of a lot of ways, but I think following through on things, again, this is analogy less at the moment, but following through on things is, is a big weakness of mine. The, the few, the few times that I have followed through have been so beneficial that you'd think I'd learn that it's the right thing to do, but apparently not. So what would that be? Um, what would that be in a character then? Uh, not following through on things, I guess in magic, <laughs> it would be, yeah. Uh, yeah, in magic, it would be, uh, the opposite of, oh, what's it called? Are you a magic player? You're not, are you? I, I'm, I've, I've played, but like, 
I'm, I, yeah, I'm a dabbler. I don't, I don't know okay. any of the cards, so. <laughs> I've just remembered it. So uh, it would be the opposite of an ability called vigilance, right? So vigilance is if, uh, if a character, or sorry, if a creature attacks, then it's now tired. And, it, and like on the other person's turn, it, your character that attacked can't block because it's tired from attacking, right? But characters, uh, creatures with vigilance, they don't get tired after attacking, you know? And so they can attack again. They can stick at it, but <laughs> I guess whatever, there isn't a, uh, uh, an opposite to vigilance, but if there were, that would be what my weakness is, not being able to continue on and continue on. That's what it would be. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you were able to, to, to pull that into a, a, ma a magic analogy. That was kind of what I was I thinking. I don't know how like... that happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That was what I was thinking is maybe like something that prevents you from doing follow-up attacks or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's great. That's it, man. That's right. it. Cool. Yeah, those are great answers. I feel like you got some some good insight into you there. I feel like I know myself so much more now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I enjoyed that. How much do cool, I owe you? Cool. That was good. Yeah, a little bit of therapy for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was nice. I enjoyed that. All right. So, yeah. I, and I think another fun part of this is like, I don't know, really. Um, obviously, we know magic, but I don't know about video games, like what your history is with that. So um, ah. I thought maybe we'd start like at the beginning was like one of the first video games you played? Ooh, uh, I think, okay, ooh. I was, I was initially thinking it was the Sega Mega Drive, which in the States you called the Genesis. However, before that, my granddad, uh, he had, and I don't know exactly what the console was, but it was something computer-based. It may be a Commodore 64, uh, but it was something computer-based because the game was, I remember the game was called Head Over Heels. And it was like almost 3D, you know, it's almost 3D and it's uh, maybe Commodore 64, something like that. I remember that quite vividly and also him doing flight simulators as all old men in England did, or <laughs> maybe all over the world, actually. But I remember that, but me playing, uh, it'd be Mega Drive, everything on the Mega Drive for Genesis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think, yeah, actually Genesis was uh, my, my first console too. Well, oh, really? It's the first one I remember. So mm. um, I found out at a garage sale we had when I was like 15 that we had a, a, an NES. But, oh, um, yeah. but I don't remember. I don't remember owning it or ever playing it. But <laughs> we sold it at a garage sale for like a dollar or something. And like, yeah, this so is you must have had a collector's item yeah. now. <laughs> that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. And you've just—that's so weird. You've just reminded me that because I'm thinking about it in in the house. Because you know, when you think of these things, you think I remember the the room that we played that in, and the, you know, and but we moved house, and before that, my dad had a SNES. I don't know whether it was his or whether he borrowed it or something like that. But I only remember one day of the SNES, or whether like the kids weren't allowed to play it or something. <laughs> but like, I remember one day of the SNES and watching him play. Street Fighter 2. I remember that. But yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten all about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really interesting. There's a there's this memory I have of um playing I or I have a memory of watching my cousin play Zelda on the NES, mm. but I don't I don't remember ever playing it myself. And that and now I'm thinking about it like that must have been our system or something. Yeah. But yeah, Man, it's, it's, it's interesting, interesting. that we yeah, it's interesting the way you kind of like hold on to these specific memories, you know? Yeah, and like, and uh, you just made me think of something else as well, man. Can I ask you a question? Um, do you have siblings? Uh, yeah, I have a younger brother. Younger, oh, okay. So 
So I am the younger brother. I'm now, well, I'm the middle brother, but or the middle child. My sister is eight years younger. My brother is three years older. So growing up until she was born, I was always the younger brother, you know, and even up until, you know, you know how, how kids are before they're three, they're pretty boring. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I was, I was always the younger brother and I don't know whether this is just, uh, whether this is a younger brother thing or younger sibling thing, like all over the place. And then this is just every younger sibling has this, but I uh, really enjoy watching people play video games almost more than playing them myself. And I don't know whether that's because younger brother syndrome, you all, you, if it's a one player game, you ain't playing, you know, <laughs> I yeah, don't know whether that's yeah. the case, but what about <laughs> with you? Is your, is your younger sibling, a, a, did they play, uh, play games with you? And yeah, actually, um, I don't know. I think we, we shared pretty well, actually. Oh, really? So, oh, so it's just a, my yeah. brother being a terrible person. That's it, what it, okay. it might've been, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but what I do remember is, uh, <laughs> a lot of my friends, we would, we would do that because we did we mostly played single player games, even though, you know, mm. we had like a, a big group of friends. So it would be kind of this like taking turns and like playing yeah. and watching the others play and stuff. And um, yeah. so, I, yeah, a lot of my, a lot of my memories around games are of like watching people play. I don't know if I would say I like prefer that, but I do remember like doing a lot of times in like sleepovers and stuff. Like I, I would, I would be totally fine. and be like, okay, it's your turn. I'll just sit back and watch, you know? Totally. Totally, man. And yeah, those games where it's, where it's one player and you just take turns, that's, that's the way, man. It, like with yeah. Sonic, you know, I remember yeah. <laughs> uh, my, uh, what happened? Um, man, this is so weird because there's this event that happened at my school. I would have been in year three, which would have made me uh, about eight-ish. And, uh, and so uh, it's weird because I have the memory of, of the event, which was like a, an after-school event at school. And it was like a carnival or something like that everyone was at school after hours and i don't know why and all the parents were there right and um and i have the memory of this event but i also have the memory of a nightmare that i had about the same event so they they get intertwined a little bit um but the the the, the real the real event uh, what happened was my um because everyone what was it i don't know what it was for or anything but my my mom came in and she set up our mega drive uh, in one of the classrooms and did a Mega Drive competition. It would have been for charity or something. And it was Sonic. And it was, uh, you were graded on the speed, obviously, that you do the level and the amount, uh, it was just em Emerald Teldon, and uh, the amount of rings. And so, and then it's the winner and then the winner receives this box of chocolates and all the money, 50p a go goes to charity or something like that. So I do, I do very much remember that and that, and that just being a, a massive success and incredibly fun. Interestingly, the um, <laughs> the nightmare about that day uh, went quite differently. Uh, the the girl that I was interested in, I was eight years old, but the girl Jennifer McKenzie, uh, the girl I was interested <laughs> in uh, in my dream, I'm there in the corridor, and it was a dark corridor in my dream, you know, in my nightmare, and uh, and she's there, and I'm like, oh, Jennifer McKenzie, what are you doing here in this dark, potentially quite scary corridor? And she's like. I'm here to see you. And she starts walking uh, towards me like that, you know? And then she starts walking, but she's like more like gliding. I'm like, Why are you gliding? Why, what's happened to your footsteps? I look down, she's on wheels. Why is she on wheels? Oh no, she's a robot, right? And I think, <laughs> I think she was one of the, because um, there's a time where Dr. Robotnik and Sonic 
turns into like you can imagine him with the with the tank style uh, kind of you know wheels and stuff, and he just edges <laughs> further closer. And I think that's what it. And the the part that I woke up on was she got really close. I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen? Her hand turned into a screwdriver and stabbed me, and that's what woke me oh. up. And I never talked to her again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to talk to her either after that. No, right? <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. I'd forgotten wow. all about that. Yeah. So this is this is enjoyable to reminisce yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that's really cool. And that, your um, you said your mom, your mom was the one that organized that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have organized yeah. that. But yeah, she she, um, yeah, uh, she was always really cool with stuff like that. Not so much yeah. getting involved with school stuff, but like whatever we wanted to do, she's like, yeah, for sure. For sure, go and do it. I remember when I was yeah. like, how old was I? When I was 21 or something, I said, I'm going to move to Australia next week. I'm going to give away all my stuff and just going to go maybe five or six days. I'm just going to head off over there for a few years. She's like, yeah, sound, whatever you want to do, go for it. You, know, you got this, you know? So she's always been like that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. My, my mom's the same. I, um, a few years ago, I started um, selling some T-shirts online, and I like mm. updated updated my Facebook. I think I thought I was just trying to like add it to my list of things that I'm doing, I guess. And I guess it like overrode my other job and said that I had got I had gotten a new job. And so she like texts me and she's like, "Hey, did you quit your job and start you know selling T-shirts?" And I was like, "No, I'm I'm, I'm doing this on the side. It's like a little bit of extra stuff, but." Uh, didn't quit my job. And she's like, oh, well, you know, if you did, that would be totally okay. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, that is like, yeah, that is such like a sweet mom thing to say. <laughs> totally. So it's, it's that's like, like, that's going beyond being supportive. It's being, I would be supportive even if you did this thing, you know, that's so cool. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, great. mom, I'm making like $5 a month on these. I don't think I can quit my job yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you did want to make $5 a month, I totally support that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think my wife would have a little bit more issue with that. Yeah. Yeah. But your mom would support it. So, you know. yeah. I know you're into uh, traveling a lot, right? I am. I yeah. am. Yeah. Have, uh, have video games ever made the cut when you're, you're trying to pick like what you're, what you're going to hoof with you? You know what? I've always been, so I'm a uh, minimalist as well. And so I've always traveled with, I mean, you're talking less than four kilograms. Don't know what that is in pounds, but like not a lot of stuff, you know. But now, uh, as of next year, we're going to be living in a van. We're going to be building a van, uh, building out a sprinter and then living in it, which allows me some more space. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> what I'm doing now, <laughs> see, this is, this is the thing with me, which... Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so I started playing with the Mega Drive and then I ended with, I mean, I think I just about got into the PS2, but like not really. I never owned one, for example, you know, it was just my friends had one at that time. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, it's, it's 16 bit through 64, you know, uh, I was, I'd never did eight bit either. So it was 16 to 64. That's my jam, you know? <laughs> anything past that, not really a fan of. Uh, anything before that, I never really played. So yeah, so what we're going to do in the van is, because I've got my computer, and I've recently, as of uh, last week actually, bought some um, uh, bought some controllers. Uh, there we go. Nice. Uh, that's terrible for audio, but I was just showing the controllers that I bought. <laughs> actually got two different ones as well that are more like the PS1 uh, thing, the L1, R2, R2, and you know everything. So uh, we've got those, and... Um, I'm just, I'm going to live the emulator life 
I'm I'm living the emulator life, you know. Uh, that way, yeah. I can get all the Mega Drive, all the PS One, and because those are the games that I really enjoy, you know. And it's like yeah. it ticks so many boxes because they're the, they're the games that I enjoy, and it's no space. I've got to take my computer anyway, so it's minimalist and the most fun for me. So that's definitely the the goal. That is the goal. And in the van, I can do. I can get a projector as well. I'm going to get a projector. You see, so. On the side of the van, bit of Sonic. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Living the dream, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Next yeah. to some lake in Europe, just playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for wow, sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I think it is going to be a lot of fun. I really, th I really do think it is. I mean, uh, when I travel, video games don't really play a big part in it. Uh, however, when you're traveling full-time, which is like a bit of a different thing to travel, it's hard to explain, but when you travel in full-time, uh, a lot of people disregard that you need downtime. And it's 100% true that you do need that downtime. You can't, be, you can't be walking around the Coliseum, you know, every day. You need to be having the downtime. And what better way to have downtime than just, you know, load up streets of rage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, it's hard when you're like, you're like, you wanna travel as light as possible. But yeah, you do have to kind of, you have to make sure you're, you're hitting all those needs, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, like, cause then you start thinking, okay, you've got, um, what's it called? Um, what are they called? Portable games. You've got your Game Boys, you've got your PSPs, you've got your, what's that new one? Switch? See, I'm, Switch, yeah. After the 64 bit, I'm, I'm nothing. <laughs> uh, and like that for travel, that'd be ideal. And I mean, maybe like, hmm. I remember in university, my friend had a, had a Wii, right? And I remember the best thing about the Wii was the fact that you could get old school games on it. I remember the, the game we played mm -hmm. most on the Wii was Street Fighter 2, you know? And so maybe with these handhelds, you could, uh, you could do that as well, almost like an emulator. And I know, actually, I've been watching a lot of people where they, they strip out Game Boys and they stick in like a Raspberry Pi into the Game Boy. And then it's like a portable version of, of all the games. I might, that I might do as well just for the fun of building yeah. it as well. That's yeah. interesting. They, um, they also sell, um, they sell little uh, cartridges, like it's like an empty cartridge, like like, like the, to fit into a Game Boy or something that has like an SD card slot or something in it. Interesting. So you, can, you can literally just load them up with emulators and toss them in there. Incredibly and, interesting. And play them on is... like the actual system that, you, you know, that they're meant to be played on. So that's pretty cool. Oh man, I love that. I love that. Oh, I've got so much research to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we we talked a bit about uh, magic earlier, but um, mm. so so I want to dive into that a little bit more. So um, when did you start playing magic? Recently, uh, really recently. Ooh, how did we how did we learn about magic? Mm -hmm. I can't for the life of me remember why. <laughs> oh, I know why. I know why. Because uh, lockdown, right? And um, we thought, well, let's get some board games because my missus she loves board games like she should play board games every single day and so um and like board games are fun i do like board games as well i really do but it's just the ones where they take a long time and after you've played them a couple of times and you're like okay well i kind of roughly know how this is going to go type of thing you know we've got one which is a great game uh called zombie side right and uh and it's got a ton of pieces and it just takes a while to play not as long as monopoly or anything like that but it takes a while 
Uh, and there's only so much it can vary, you see. And so, um, and so then I was looking at, uh, okay, so we plan to travel and we want some board games. What's the best type? And then we were looking at that. Okay, so we want some small board games, a small footprint. Okay, card games. We can get a pack of cards. And then, um, remembering why we came to Magic now. And then um, we were looking at um, different cool cards because um, the company Bicycle make just the coolest playing cards ever. Just the coolest decks you've ever seen, you know. And uh, so we were looking at all those, which ones should we get? There's old medieval cards here. You know, we were looking at all of that. And then through that, that's how I must have stumbled upon magic. I'd heard of it before. And, um, and so I looked into it and I'm like, this looks pretty interesting. I know how I stumbled across it. We went to, um, <laughs> we went to, a, uh, we went to a comic book store because I was looking for cards, a bicycle card, you know. And we saw there's a comic book store in Ipanema, just down the road. And, uh, and we went to that and, and we were looking at all these cards. And then there was a magic starter pack with two 60 card decks in it. And we said to the bloke, I said, um, I said, is this, what do you reckon to this? Is it good? Like, is magic good? Or, you know, I've heard of it, but, and he goes, this is the best thing to get you into magic. It's not too complex, but it's complex enough. And this is the best thing. So we got that. And, uh, and we played it and we absolutely love it. And now you can almost see behind me again, not good for audio, but I have a, not a shrine to magic, but there are a lot of candles. Um, yeah, so right, right. we love it now. Is that, a, is that a goblet there? Yeah, one's a, one's a goblet and one's a bit of a mug. <laughs> uh, they are absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I'm just going to, for the benefit of the of listeners, I'm just showing Sean here. It's the, the mug and the goblet. They're full of dragons. And um, yeah, uh, we, had, <laughs> we had a day where we were buying everything for magic, shuffler, you know, loads of decks. But yeah. And like, it's, see, this is, this is one of the things I like about it. It's the, it's the extra things uh, involved. So for example, we've got four 20-sided dice or die. And um, no, dice, dice. Yeah, dice. Yeah, dice more than plural. one. Yeah. That's the one. And, uh, and then I found, um, I was looking for, because you need counters for like plus one, plus one, you know, plus one uh, or minus one, minus one. And so I was like, right, I need green and I need red. Because they don't, you don't get these in a pack. That's the good thing about it. You've got to kind of use your imagination. What am I going to, plus one, plus one, what am I going to use for that? You know, it could be a pearl, it could be whatever. And then I found these, um, what are you called? A necklace, but on your wrist with a bracelet. There you go. Uh, and, uh, and a green one and a red one. And, uh, they're like little green and red gems that are just, they look so mythical. And then we've got like the kind of silvery and crystally diamond one. And that could be this one gains flight, put on one of those. And this is the aspect of it. I love as well, you know, making up all these, it, cause it just takes you back to playing the mega drive with my brother and going, oh, this character's backstory is this. It's obviously not. The, the people that made the game, they didn't make that their backstory, but you make it because you're using your imagination, you know? And that's what I love about it, man. So yeah, sorry, long answer to a short question. I'm very sorry. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that, yeah, that brings, brings up a good point that like, I do think one of the things that's so interesting about video games is the, um, yeah, the way you like fill in the gaps, I guess, you know? Mm. I think a lot of times those, um, those early games like didn't have very much story or it's like very bare bones you know but it's absolutely like you you get to kind of make up you know what what you think the story is what you what the relationship between certain characters and stuff 100 percent. and you've just reminded me I, I remember playing a game uh, i can't remember what 
game it was. It might have been Gran Turismo or it was definitely a drive, Need for Speed, something like that. Uh, and I was playing a game with my friend and I remember us saying, because it was split screen, he was saying something like, oh, I'm just going back to my house and I'm going to pick up my girlfriend. And then I'll say, and then I was like, yeah, my girlfriend's already in the car and then we can get, we can meet up with you at your house and we're driving to his, uh, and but what's the girlfriend thing about? And then <laughs> we're like, yeah, we'll meet up with you and then we can drive off there with our girlfriends. It's because we were imagining our perfect lives. It's like, I've got a girlfriend, you've got a girlfriend and we've got cool sports cars. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you're right. That's not like the makes of the game didn't, that that's not what they didn't think. Yeah, people are going to imagine that they have girlfriends in these cars. Like that's not what they came up with. But that's how we used it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I'm interested that uh, to hear that the magic thing is so recent. Really, like yeah. you've gotten really into it. You know? I get very into things quickly. And if we go back to my weakness, my weakness is continuing to do things. Uh, so <laughs> that kind of goes hand in hand with. Uh, getting into things very quickly and very a lot, you know? Uh, so it's just, and like what I've done now to try and keep that in check, because I know what I'm like, that's the thing. I know that maybe in two weeks I'll go, oh yeah, we've got magic cards, you know, we'll end up selling them at a, a garage sale, you know, for a quid. And so, uh, and so I've set up Friday night magic every Friday night, whatever we're doing, wherever we are, me and the missus, we play magic. That's Friday night. It's all about those type of things, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Got a plan in place. Yeah. Then it's just, then it's just part of your life. And then like, it's almost harder to, to decide not to do it, you know, than to just go through with it. Right. For sure. It's all, and like, it's all about the tradition as well. You know, there's like, um, I think tradition can be seen in a bad light, especially, um, when you think of, uh, hard nosed people that think tradition is everything at the, uh, at the not behest. What's the word? Expense. <laughs> Expense, that's the one. Uh, I was close <laughs> with cost. I was close. Uh, yeah. At the expense of uh, uh, tradition, at the expense of progression, you know? And that, it can easily be seen like that. But there's another side to tradition, to tradition. Tradition is amazing. There's a reason I'm looking forward to Christmas. It's because things are going to happen, and I know they're going to happen, and I can't wait for them to happen again, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, building that tradition, that's something that's really important to me. I love Christmas too, but um, I've I've realized over the past couple of uh, years that Christmas hasn't been like feeling the same. And I think mm. part of it was like, you know, like I'm married now, I have a kid, and I think some of those traditions have changed. Or like we're at a point now where like we have to come up with our own traditions. You're you know? the Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's been hard to make that shift. It's like I kind of know that that's what I need to do, but I'm also just I'm used to. Christmas just happening. Now I'm like, yeah. oh man, now I have to make Christmas happen. Yes, man. <laughs> yes. Oh, I had the same thing last year, man. Because again, exactly like you say, it used to just happen. Go there and it would happen around me. These things would just happen. But yeah. if no one turns the radio on, you're not going to hear Paul McCartney, you know? And so, and, and like, uh, especially because my dad's wherever he is. And, uh, and so we don't have the person that turns the radio on uh, anymore. And so it's like, uh, yeah, last year, uh, I was like, right, everyone's got, is everyone buying gifts or, and people were like, nah, I don't really feel like buying gifts. I'm like, you've got to buy gifts. It's Christmas, you know? And like, I felt like everyone was trying to ruin my Christmas, but it's, it, <laughs> that's not what was happening. It's just that I expected it to happen around me. And I was the one that should have made it happen, you know? So this year, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we are going, we're having a white Christmas this year. It is, it's going off, you know, big Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, this feels like it's the perfect year if you're going to like take charge of Christmas yourself, you know, because it's like mm. every everything has been kind of thrown off. Like there's 
there's no way you're going to have the same Christmas you're used to having anyway. So you might as well make it different, you know? That's true. That's true. And also in England at the moment, there's a, uh, you're only allowed six people in, um, in one place. So it's like, yeah. all right, mom, you haven't made the cut. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe we'll uh, have my sister. Maybe we won't have a fella. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was like my wedding. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I only wanted to have like, we, had, we wanted to have like 10 people or something. And uh, yeah. parents, parents made the cut obviously, but like, I was like, I have a lot of cousins and, and right. some of them were not very happy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that with me. It's usually the opposite because I've got, uh, I always say I've got one of everything, like one, one aunt, one uncle, one cousin, one brother, one sister. I've got one of everything. Like, so, <laughs> so small family. So it's always the opposite. It's always like, how can we get some more people? Should we put up flyers for this year's Christmas? You know? <laughs> It's time to uh, transition into the uh, the namesake of the podcast, which is uh, your boss fight. What a boss fight is, is just a big challenge that you've gone up against or are currently going through in your life and how you're tackling it. Hayden, what is your personal boss fight? Uh, it's in the, oh, it's kind of in the past. So my personal boss fight is against what doctors would call generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, there are some people that disagree with the fact that it's a disorder. There are some people that disagree with the fact that it's generalized. Everyone kind of agrees that it's anxiety though. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that I say was slash is my personal boss fight. Would you like to know about it? Yes. <laughs> what would I like to know? <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you like to know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess uh, the biggest thing is like, how is that impacting your life right now? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, right now, uh, not as much. 1% of what it did. Uh, it, it's kind of half a, an isolated uh, incident or like period of time. And then the remnants of that, you know, and like the remnants of that when it comes to this uh, tend to last kind of forever. That's just how you are now type of thing, you know. And so, um, yeah, if I can go back in the annals of time. I think I was 18 and I've got numerous theories as to the triggers of it, but uh, I started getting super bad anxiety. And when I say anxiety, I'm talking more, more like panic attacks, right? But like, uh, so I'd, I'd get them every now and then, but then it turned into, again, I, I'm saying the word generalized. It turned into a generalized thing where I would, uh, there was a period of time for uh, about, three to six months, I don't know how long it was, but where I was kind of only in the one room, it was between that room and the bathroom. Uh, my mother would bring food for me, that was nice of her. Um, but yeah, it was a period of three to six months where I didn't kind of leave the bed, you know? And what would happen is I'd wake up in the morning, be on the on the very brink of a, of a panic attack, which feels horrible, you know? Uh, just being right on the very brink, it's gonna happen right now, it's gonna happen, it's, yeah. And it would be like that, or I would feel like that until I finally managed to get to sleep that night, you know? So it would be literally the entire time I would be awake, you know? And uh, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. And I've never been one to, I've never been one to, to say it was uh, too much to live through and I wanted to end it all. I'd, I've never been like that because of my overwhelming fear of death. And so, and so it never got to that point. <laughs> but uh, that's also a boss fight as well. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, it, uh, it never really got to that point, but it was horrible. And then ever since then, 
it's kind of like you've got to get kind of get accustomed to it. Like it's not like you defeat it and then it's gone forever. It's like you uh, you find out the way to defeat most of it, uh, and then you find out the way to cope with it in your life. You know the things to avoid, for example. You know, and yeah. um, like I have to if if I have well, I'm <laughs> I'm really not attuned, but like um, with coffee, if I have one coffee in the morning at like seven a.m it's hard for me to get to sleep that night, you know, like, so coffee is terrible for me, but, um, but if I have a coffee and then get in a, a lift, an elevator, that is a recipe for destruction, you know, stuff like that, yeah. stuff like that, that I just know that I can't do. If I'm going up 20 floors and it looks like the building was made in 1873, I'm taking the stairs, you know, <laughs> so it's yeah. that type of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so I'd say it's that, I'd say it's that. Although having said that, the overwhelming fear of death is actually one that I'm more struggling with nowadays. So it depends. There's, there's, it's probably not a good thing, but there's a choice of two. There's one that's been, yeah. <laughs> that I've kind of overcome and one that's, uh, that I've just thought of that's happening now. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun having too many issues. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds good about the, uh, the good thing about the anxiety, I guess, is like, I, that usually isn't something that's just going to, to go away, but it, what it is, is like you've, You've learned, yeah, you said to cope with it. You've kind of changed your your behaviors so that you're able to deal with it in like a, a positive way, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think um, you know what? I actually think that it is and this happens when when you overcome a boss. When you when you uh, so for example, in a in a video game, when you have a boss and you fight the boss in the boss fight, after that, you Maybe you had to use a certain skill, you know, maybe with Dr. Robotnik, you know, you have to jump and then try and jump in a way that when you land on him, it jumps in him more time than one. So now you know that skill. Now, when it's the next boss, you can use that. You, oh, I know I have to, I have to jump in it. So it jumps in him more than one time, you know? And right. I think that's very much the case with stuff like this. So, I mean, with the anxiety as an example, the calming down and trying to realize that your thoughts are in your control for the most part, uh, are in your control and that you can choose the direction in which they go. That not only is good for keeping anxiety at bay, but in so many areas of life, the ability to choose your thoughts. Everyone, for, again, for the most part, has that ability, but we rarely use it because I think that a lot of us think that uh, we're a slave to our thoughts, you know, uh, I'm thinking of this now. I didn't want to think of that, but now I am. Oh no. No, it's like, that's, that's the space between the impulse and the response. You can then choose, do I want to follow this thought or do I want to not trust that thought or go, go this way? The problem with anxiety is <laughs> due to the, its very nature, it robs you of that ability. You know, uh, like I remember, uh, when I was in university and, uh, I was in a big crowd of people, a big circle of people in a room, not doing anything legal, illegal, of course. And then, and then we, and then I knew it was, it was happening. It was coming, you know, I was about to have a panic attack. So I was like, I'm just going to go to my room and everyone knew because I'm, I'm open with everything. So everyone knew. I said, I think I said, I'm just going to go freak out. I'll be back, uh, back in a jiffy. Uh, and then I, uh, I went to my room and I, I laid down on my bed and then, uh, and I was like, okay, okay, here it comes, here it comes. You know, I'm just going to, re I've read that if I accept it and I know that what I know what it is, then, I, and I know nothing bad can happen, then that's how I defeat it. That's what I read, you know, and that is true, but it takes a long time to actually pull that off. And so I did that. And then uh, 
I was like, okay, hand is numb. That's fine. That's, that's, I know that that's, you know, part of my anxiety. That's, okay, now it's the arm. That's okay. Now it's okay. That's okay. The arm is fine to be, there's the leg. Leg's numb. Only the left side. Bit worrying. Um, is the stroke, the left side goes numb, the stroke? No, but if it was a stroke, then I'd be feeling it in my face. There, there. Okay, face, left side of face, now numb. Right. So, okay, so that's all of my left side, now numb. Um, <laughs> none on the right. Uh, no, hold it. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, this is anxiety. This is what it is. You're, you're attempting to bring this on now. Remember this. Remember that what you're fighting. And then I'm like, yeah, no, um, bit worried. Uh, uh, I mean... There's like a, I'd say it's a 10% chance that this is the anxiety now. Yeah, no, that's it. I'm having a stroke. Okay, I've got to go to the hospital. I've got to go to the hospital. <laughs> you know, that's how it happened. And I remember that, man. But you get better and better and better every time you do that. And uh, up until now, like if I'm on a plane or something, I, I mean, I love flying now, but if, if I'm on a plane and then suddenly I start to freak out because, you know, claustrophobic spaces and stuff, uh, now it's so much easier for me to tell myself, you know what this is. You know nothing bad can happen. You know you're not going to explode or spew or whatever it is that you think that you're afraid of. You know it's not going to happen. And I can listen to myself. And that's something that I didn't have before, you know? So I can't even remember what the initial question is. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you went there, I think. Uh, yeah, it's... I, I mean, I think it's what, that's what boss fights are. And they're like, that's why they're so so appealing in games. Is like, it, it is kind of this... It's, it's this obviously huge challenge. And like, in in some ways... I mean, because there's no you know downsides to it, you don't really care about losing so much a lot of times. Mm. There's no stakes really, but you get to keep repeating that encounter over and over again until you you've mastered the skills you know to handle it. And then yeah. each time you do it, it just gets easier and easier. And I think that's kind of the case with this. Of course, there's obviously the real world consequences of having to <laughs> deal with a panic attack. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's true. It's, and it's, also, it's, like, it's kind of the same principle. You're you're practicing and you're getting better and better. And then the next time it comes up, it's not as big of a deal. And it's like it doesn't ever go away necessarily but Absolutely. you have the skills to handle it. Absolutely. And the harder it is, the more times you have to retry the level, you know? Like yeah. the, bigger, the bigger the boss it is, the more times you have to do it. And the more times you do it, the more practice you get, the more practice you get, the better you become at that skill, which is super interesting. Mm. Super interesting. Yeah. Man. Yeah. In, uh, in my episode with, uh, with Ben, one thing we talked about is he's talked about how he doesn't really like boss fights in video games because they usually require you to use skills that you don't have to use in other parts of the game hmm. and how like it just kind of feels like it come out of nowhere but i think when you apply that to like life that kind of makes sense you're like that's why these are so challenging is because it's like it's requiring me to use these skills that i don't normally have to use so i have mm -hmm. to pick up on them on them quickly you know absolutely and i think i think that makes you a more rounded human i think this is a this is one of the big reasons that um that i love travel and that i want my son to travel is because uh it's the very same thing uh, about boss fights so uh when you travel uh you have to gain skills you have to use skills that you have never used before you have to gain the skills, you know? So for example, uh, if you have never cooked before and you've never been a big fan of cooking, you know, uh, where I'm from, we don't really cook. And so, um, <laughs> so uh, when you travel though, the, for the first time, you go, okay, uh, cooking, right. I can do some pasta in a pan and then I can put some tomato soup in that, which is kind of like sauce, I suppose. It's like ready sauce, I suppose. Uh, and then you put it in there, put some tuna in that and that'll be all right. But then because you're traveling and you're in a hostel or whatever, on your eighth kind of pasta with tomato soup and a bit of tuna in it, you go, yeah, I'm going to need to 
throw some herbs in there, I think, you know, a bit of oregano will kind of make that a little bit better. And so you use the skill of, okay, what's going to make this taste better? How do I cook that? You know, and you're using the skill that you're just learning because you have to learn it. And that's exactly the same as boss fights. You, you don't, never had to use the skill of jumping in a way that makes it, you, you jump more than once, but now you do. And now you have to learn it. And then after it, you now have that skill, you know, it's like a scout badge. You have that man, you've got it. And I love that. I like, I've always said about, about life, I, I want to do everything. You know, there's, there are very few things, apart from heights, not a big fan of heights. Uh, there are very few things that I don't want to do, you know? And uh, I mean, that's even down to th things that people would say, ooh, that's a bit, are you, are you sure? I mean, that's kind of frowned upon. You know, it's like, well, no, I've got one life. I don't really care if it's frowned upon or not. That's just, some, I, I want to do it all. It, unless I'm hurting someone else in the process, you know, I want to do everything. I can't remember how I got onto this. Oh yeah. Uh, skills. And uh, because of that, I'd imagine all the skills that I'd attain having done everything, having beaten all the bosses in life, man, you know, cause that's another thing. Oh man, you've got me talking now. That's another thing. They <laughs> say that the obstacle is the way, you know, and life is about the journey, all these things, right? Maybe, maybe it's about building up to all these different boss fights. Maybe life is more like a game than then, I mean, I was going to say we think, but maybe you already realized this. Maybe life is more like a game that I had originally thought. Maybe there's level one and then there's a big boss at level one. Maybe there's level two and there's a big boss at the end of level two. Maybe there's a boss at the end of every level. And then through defeating the boss, you level up and then you don't get rid of problems. Like if you level up, if you suddenly start making a million a year, you haven't completed the game. That's not completing the game. That's leveling up to the new level. I mean, if you think financially, it still comes with problems. They might be bigger problems, you know? Your ex-wife sues you for two million. You've only got one million. Oh no, that's a huge problem compared to when I only had 20 quid in my bank. Uh, so you've got bigger problems, bigger bosses. Maybe that's what life is like, man. Hmm. Deep. <laughs> it's just yeah. me thinking out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's a, it's a great way to, or a great place for us to, uh, to round it off to. I don't know. Sorry. don't know where else we can go from there. I think it's... <laughs> Well, we're thinking about recording our uh, our magic games on video, you see, because uh, we've got, I mean, everyone that has, if you're, a, if you're a couple and you've got phones each, then you've got a two-camera setup there, you know? And so, um, and so we're thinking about recording our magic games. If we do, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, then... <laughs> then I guess we'll put that in the, in the notes and stuff like that, if it's ever a thing. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if I follow up on it. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll, see, if, we'll see if I've learned anything from this. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so we'll see about that because that'll be fun. Uh, the, right, I'm yeah. really looking forward to that, actually, because when we play, she speaks Portuguese and I speak English. And so I, I really enjoy doing kind of not menial tasks, but like adding on the subtitles is going to be so much fun. Having the card pop up when we mention a card, stuff like that. I really want to make it a really good... Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> potentially that in the future. We'll see. We'll All see. right. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we'd be happy to throw that in the show notes for you if uh, if you get that in in time. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I think that's it for for boss fights. Thank you for joining us. Cool. Lovely talking to you, man. Thanks for listening to Boss Fight. Please follow along on Instagram at Boss Fight Podcast, where you'll learn more about our guests and see artwork inspired by the show. Don't forget to subscribe to get future episodes automatically in your podcast player of choice. And remember, game over isn't the end. It's just another opportunity to get better.